What's going on? It's Tuesday, February 25th, and you are listening to the TD Podcast. All right, all right. It's Todd and Drew. The weather out here in Pullman is heating up, so that's how you know it's getting time for baseball. The biggest news in baseball, of course, being the Houston Astros right now. It's almost working out for the MLB because it's making them a little bit more relevant. Normally, you're not talking about baseball too much right now, even though some players have already reported to spring training, mostly backups, though, nobody too important. Um, It's kind of been a black eye for baseball, which has had multiple black eyes throughout its history, but this one being really egregious, with you know the Astros sign stealing, it, it. I think the worst part for everybody is that they don't feel bad about it at all. They've really not even apologized. They've kind of just danced around it. Said if you don't know all the facts, then shut the fuck up. Which is crazy that they're just straight, literally telling other players to just shut the fuck up. Normally you don't see people being that like blunt and just cocky about it i don't know it's it's pretty annoying i i don't like the astros i think the punishment was not fitting with the crime them not really getting anything taken away from them just money it's pretty much it um the and then commissioner just basically saying that the real punishment will just be from everybody judging them and being mad at them was really just like wow okay you're just you're just gonna slap them on the wrist huh like no concrete punishment so that's kind of been tough to see I like that people uh, players are calling them out and just not letting them completely slide with this and you know calling them out for what they've done and just you know it's total bullshit so I mean I think there should have been harsher punishments what do you feel about it uh, I think that they should have gotten a postseason ban for like a year or two. Um, and then, you know, just, I don't, I don't think that they should have had their like World Series taken away or their MVPs taken away because that like in pro sports isn't really like a thing. Like you don't do that in pro sports. Nope. Um, so... Yeah, even though they got caught cheating, like, there's been a lot of teams in pro sports that get caught, and, like, afterwards, like, yeah, there should be punishments, like, losing draft picks, which they did, and then people got fired and lost their jobs. I think the one thing that they could have done that would have been more beneficial for, you know, everybody would have been just making sure that they can't be in the postseason this year. Um, They probably are going to be because they're really good, um, which is, you know, maybe... You know, the MLB's looking at it like, hey, we don't want to put a postseason ban on them because that's ratings, um, which, you know, I don't think that's actually the way they're thinking. But that that is that's a positive for baseball. Like you said, it's helping drive conversation and we'll see how many people actually watch games. It's hard to get people to actually watch games. A lot of people just see if just check in and see headlines and see if anything crazy is happening. So um, but yeah, I I. Uh, I don't know. I think what from what from what it sounds like a lot of people in the league already knew about this before it was like widely reported and like 
that's part of the reason why they think that the commissioner didn't take such a harsh punishment is because they didn't do anything about it, even though they knew it was happening, because there were other teams that were doing it, and, like, they also, like, they don't want to, like, create, like, a scandal and, like, have, like a, like, a black mark on the game, but also, like, you know, they kind of fucked up by not, like, nipping it in the bud, and then you have other people that leave the Astros, and then they go on to other organizations, and they bring the that there. Players, front office people, interns. I mean, supposedly this started with, like, interns, like, like nerd guys being like, oh, we need to track this, we need to track this, we, need, we can get a better idea of, like, what they're going to throw, when they're going to throw it, if we, you know, videotape it. And then they're like, well, they came up with this system, and then, like, the players and Cora and Beltron um were like people well honestly I think Cora and Beltron are kind of getting like screwed over because it seems like the organization really hardcore threw them the Astros hardcore threw them under the bus because they weren't a part of the organization anymore so it's really easy to just be like oh yeah those people that are now competitors of theirs they let they the whole just thing. yeah exactly yeah. instead of being like you know so that's basically what they did and then they fired their manager and their GM which like yeah, that's, I'm like, that's, that's good, but mm-hmm. it's also, um, I don't know, I, I feel like, yeah, they, they could have been a little bit harsher, but it's a mess, I mean, it's a mess, and it's, I mean, I'm not really that upset about it, but my team won the World Series that's two years true. ago and beat the Astros, so. I'm not crazy upset about it, I just think it sucks that how unapologetic they've been, because it really could have just been, they, they could have completely just got rid of this thing by saying, yeah, we fucked up. Sorry, you know that I, you know, just lie. Just be like, hey, I'd take it back if I could. I feel really bad about it, and then you move on. The dumbest thing they've done is be like, you know what? I don't really care. Um, if you don't know the facts, get off our case. I mean, that's just the PR person in the Astros organization is needs to get fired and should never have a job being the PR person for a, a major been, league sports team ever again. Yeah, they've been in the headlines a lot for, like, negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And Rob Manfred, who, I mean, your job as commissioner is to try to stay out of the headlines probably as much as possible. Um, Roger Goodell's got to love this guy because, I mean, it's I mean, I haven't talked about Roger Goodell being an asshole in months now. And Rob Manfred's just, he's taken the crown of... You know, commissioners just being completely incompetent and not making right decisions. Well, not incompetent, but making it just incorrect decisions on punishments and things like that. Um, well, we don't know how the owners feel about it. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, there's one owner that, like, is happy with the fact that they didn't get the ban or their, like, you know, their hardware taken. But, like, you know, the other 31 owners, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to set a precedent for that, so, like, that was part of the reason why they did that. Um, Honestly, yeah, I think the players are upset, but he doesn't work for the players Mm -hmm. or the fans, really. I mean, he can say what he wants about, like, protecting the game, and, yeah, he, like, I think that is somewhat important to the owners, but at the end of the day, it's about, like, you know, making money, so. Well, also him calling the championship trophy a hunk of metal was pretty bad in my eyes. I mean, yes, yeah, it wasn't at the end of the statement. No, that's like you can't call the thing that these guys have every person in the league is working to win. You can't call it a ch- hunk of metal. That's like going up to a guy who won a purple heart and being like, 
well, this is a chunk of metal. Congratulations. Like I see what he's saying in terms of, like, I can take the championship away from... I can take that trophy but, away, but, they but know they want everybody it. in on the internet and in history and in real time, they won that championship, and there's nothing that we can do now to, like... Yeah. It'd be like, you know... If I won a championship at Monopoly and I cheated and then, like, and I have a trophy and you take it, it's like, well, I still beat you and, yeah. like, you didn't, like, does it make me feel any, like, I don't know. I, I saw get the symbolism. Saying. I get the he symbolism have said of it, it though, but because it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. really bad. Dis- he should have said it in a different words. way. Yeah, yeah, he should have said it in a different way. Like, I can take this trophy away, but it doesn't mm. change the fact that they won the games and, like, they have those memories and the feeling of winning they really experienced. You know, like, Everybody. there's a feeling of winning the World Series that not very many people mm-hmm. experience that they got to experience oh, yeah. in real life. And, yeah, maybe now they might think about it a little bit differently. But, like, honestly, I don't think that feeling goes away I, no matter what. You think any of those USC players that won that one championship with Reggie Bush, you think any of them don't consider themselves a national champion? No, they all say, I want a natty at USC. You can take away whatever you want, but... But yeah, tough choice of words. The sad thing is, is that honestly for baseball, like it is going to bring ratings up, like at least a little bit. Because I know that every Mariners fan that even is slightly interested in this story is tuning on the first game against the Astros just to see what happens. Like at least for the first part of the season, I know that like every first series a team has against the Astros everybody's tuning in those first three games to see if anybody gets beamed to see if any, you know, if any fights start. I mean, shoot, the first time they play the Dodgers, if they have them on their schedule, that could get like, that could get really chippy, which, you know, very interesting to look at. So I think sadly for like, at least, you know, some demographic, it will make the game more interesting. Now, is there going to be people that don't watch because they say F baseball, how would they let this happen no i don't think there's going to be that many of them there might be a couple it's going to be the it's going to be that same amount of people that stopped watching the nfl because people were kneeling like yeah a few but i overall think there's going to be more to watch it because of this happened just just for people to see what happens fights hits that type of thing yeah i would argue that like you know every year every sport is losing an older demographic but the idea is to gain more than more younger people than what you're losing from your older people so like you know demographics change and like obviously you know with the 94 strike in mlb you had a lot of people that like literally like didn't like older people um boomers as the kids like to say okay boomer um like basically stopped following the game as closely and but right after that, you have the steroid era where it brings a whole generation, basically like our generation of fans, into baseball, loving baseball, knowing people like Bonds and Clemens. And I mean, I associate those names with my childhood almost as much as I do like LeBron and Kobe because like they were like, I mean, back in those times, like baseball players were way bigger than they are now. Like the biggest player in the MLB now is like not. A celebrity like he's no. not a celebrity at all like i don't see mike trout anywhere and i don't really see mookie betts like anywhere they besides, don't have any celebrities besides on the field they're a celebrity because you're watching them but they're, they're not doing anything else like i see lebron 
all the time, all over every social media, out places doing things, former players, people that are retired. Baseball, it's like, I have no idea what Mike Trout did for the last five months. I have no idea. He could have been running buck naked on the beach in Cuba. I would have had no idea because baseball just doesn't market their pros like they should. And I think baseball players also, they're a little bit more reserved sometimes than especially nowadays than other athletes well they just need like the right person but yeah Mm -hmm. like i mean bryce harper was almost that yeah and then he would like i mean he's honestly probably their biggest one at this point Mm -hmm. Um, him verlander verlander's a pretty big celebrity actually he always comments on everything but like yeah like there's you know it's not like it was where you had like you know fuck like celebrities like mega superstars like jeter alex rodriguez poppy david ortiz yeah i mean even somebody like manny ramirez was considered yeah like griffey like all of these players were considered like like a big deal like kind of similar to like how the nba now has like just all these dudes when i think about the mlb now like even like the stars like goldschmidt or like people like that where you're just like oh stud but like does not interest me at all. Don't like, care to follow them on anything. There's a bunch of John Olroods in, <laughs> in the MLB right now. Hey, the GOAT. The WSU GOAT. C3PO. Absolutely no John Allrood slander. C3PO Olrood. Oh my goodness. He looks like C3PO. Dude, I saw a stat line from his one of his years at WSU, and he had the triple crown in batting, and he almost had the triple crown in pitching in the Pac-12 network, that's or the Pac-12 crazy. conference. Or Pac-10. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pac-10. Well, dude, it might even have been Pac-8 back then. Maybe. But still, yeah, that's it's, nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. For pitching and hitting. but yeah. uh, He yeah. almost hit 400 one time in the <laughs> season. And for MLB, well, like, it, like, tailed down at the end. But, yeah, he still. was at 400, like, near All-Star break, which is, like, And nobody really ever talks about him. The only reason I hear about him is, because he was a Coug and we're mm-hmm. in Pullman. Oh, yeah, and he played for the Mariners, like the 01 yeah. team and some of the late 90s teams. But, I mean, there's probably a lot of pretty knowledgeable baseball fans that, you know, they're probably like, oh, yeah, John John Olerud. And you're yeah. like, this guy was really good. Yeah, he was like a guy that's like really good, not good enough to make the Hall of Fame. Like Scott Rowland yeah. or like somebody like that or like so uh, tough in baseball. Oh yeah, you gotta be. You know, I mean, I like it. I like it that way. Like I think I. I mean, I think the NFL does a good job too. They have to let more people in because there's more positions and there's more teams, so you have to like accommodate. And baseball, like, you know, there shouldn't be. I mean, they should be Hall of Famers every year, but there shouldn't be just like guys that are, like, borderline. Like, if they're so borderline, you have to, like, really, really... Mm-hmm. Like, Larry Walker getting inducted this year, I was like... I mean, he... Honestly, if you look at his numbers, and apparently the advanced metrics people say that he's, like, you know, was slept on, as they say. Um, he... Uh, <laughs> as, the kids, <laughs> as the kids say, slept on. Um, he won a... M- NL MVP. <laughs> he won an NL MVP. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he won an NL MVP. Ah, I fucking forgot the stat that I was going to say. It doesn't matter. The point oh, is, Larry Rock Walker was underrated, but at first glance, it's like, eh. But there are those guys that are, like, really borderline, and then there's those guys like Jeter, Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, where you're like, yeah, those are, like, all-timers, you know? Yeah. Those are greats, so. 
Yeah, Griffey. you also got to have the longevity of their career, too. You can't just skyrocket yeah. and be a superstar for three years and then just, you know, come crashing back down to reality and then just be average for a few years. That's, like, the difference between them and NFL and NBA is, like, because, like, NFL, like, J.J. Watt, Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Like, he was a Hall of Famer, like, three years ago, three, four years ago. But, like, in the MLB, like, maybe Mookie or Trout if they retired right now, but it usually has to be, like, an injury. Yeah. Like, if you just fall off tough and you're out of the league in, like, ten years, it's like, no, dude. Like, he didn't put in enough work. Like, you could, because they just amass stats. They mm-hmm. just amass them and amass you gotta them. gotta have them. Like, CC Sabathia, he had, like, close to 250 wins or so. And he's like a borderline Hall of Famer. And it's like... I think he gets in. I think he should. I would consider him a Hall of Famer. But I'm just saying he's not He's not like a first ballot guy. I think no, after no, Roy no, Halladay, no. Yeah. he got in. But okay, Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee was like a really, really, really good pitcher. He's not even close to a Hall of Famer because no. he just doesn't have the longevity. But there are Cy Young winners or MVP winners in baseball that like Dustin Pedroia, not going to get in the Hall of Fame. Felix, it will take probably like his third or fourth go Uh, around maybe i mean it just depends like honestly i think his last three or four years has really like hurt his chances if he retired three years ago which honestly after all the enduring he had to do in seattle wouldn't have shocked anybody and he came in really young so he's like an old 33 or whatever he is you know um i don't i it's tough man his era is like was one of his main selling points for the hall of fame and that's jumped up and his opponent average was one of his main selling points that jumped up Mm -hmm. um his strikes per nine have gone down so there's a lot of advanced metric stuff that like now is not in his favor over the long haul but i mean his peak his six-year peak is probably as good as you know some other hall of famers exactly yeah i was i was just about to say like how bill simmons will do his like okay this was this guy's six-year peak yeah it's Right up there with anybody. I mean, he was dominant. Yeah, it's not Randy well, Johnson well, okay, or Pedro. Okay, okay, not not. It's like, not like A one, but it's but like the next gu- tier. But of there's like, guys yeah. in the Hall of Fame that have those numbers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah, I'm, I, as much of a Mariners fan as I am, I'm not gonna. There's people that are like. Felix Hernandez is like a top ten pitcher ever. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm just Randy saying. Johnson is the goat. But then you should also get. I also think you should get a little bit of credit for you know, being probably the best pitcher in the history of a franchise. Now Randy Johnson was better, and uh, and some other per- certain pitchers had better years. But like if you take the whole longevity of a career, I mean Felix was longer here longer than a lot of other pitchers. You don't so, want to go against me in a Randy Johnson argument. I'll, I'll, the big unit. Uh, the big unit. I love that guy. I want. No, yeah, I want a Diamondbacks great. Randy Johnson jersey. That would be fire. The no sleeves. Yeah, that would be fire. Um, so yeah, that's the Astros thing. I definitely like my final thoughts on that. Just to kind of wrap up baseball. I think they should i think they should have a one year postseason ban and i also think they should have several draft picks taken away yeah like no draft this year yeah. and postseason ban and like it's like a black mark on the organ like honestly that would screw your organization and if you put like if you really wanted to hurt them and did a two year postseason ban and two years no draft you're they would sink cuz yeah. they wouldn't be able to 
you know, they wouldn't be able to put players around in. I don't know who they have under contract or what, but guys aren't going to, like, as soon as stay the contract, if they can't win, like, you know. Anybody that's a free agent is going, I'm leaving. What do you Yeah. Get? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. It'll be an interesting baseball season. I I know the Mariners were, were going to be really bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's – and especially Mitch Hanniger just had to get surgery again for an injury he was rehabbing, so – yeah, that takes out a guy. It's another two seventy something hitter in that division. I think it's between the Strohs and the Angels, and then I, the maybe Angels, throw the Angels got better. The Angels got better this off season. Yeah, well, you add Rendon. Yeah, that's you can't be worse if you add that guy. He's yeah. like you know top ten player in the league. But they sprinkled on a couple other off season signings. So they got I, that guy from L.A. too. The Jock 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 Peterson. Yeah, I think so. Um, here, here, look, look that up. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they added an outfielder from um, yeah. So he's on yeah, the... yeah. You were right. Jock Peterson is now on the dot or on the Angels. So that is a good pickup for them. Yeah. So I expect them to at least be more competitive. And if Mike Trout continues to stay on the same pace, I mean, it's got to start adding up to wins at some point. Otani comes back. Mm-hmm. He'll ha- hopefully he'll play a full season. Yeah. So um, I think I think they're good. I mean, they always look. Like they're gonna compete though, so like yeah. it's like the they, Mariners. Eh, even more, they they. Sp- I mean, the Mariners got Cano, and they'll actually. You're right. It's just like the Mariners. They they make the splash. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like oh, oh, Mariners. Yeah. And then it's you know you're 60 games and you're like, oh, no. yeah, no. But I mean that division, yeah, it's tough. And and then in the Central, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then in the East, it's pretty much Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees are going to be good this year. Uh, tough one for really Boston. Good. Tough yeah. one for Boston. Well, I mean, we'll still probably be, like, decent, but it's going to be hard to watch this season. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be, like, sad watching. Let me just hear Mookie Betts updates that he's hitting 320 and, <laughs> no. I think he's going to actually not have that good of a season just because it's a, it's not as friendly of a ballpark to, like, play half your games in as a hitter. True. Uh, yeah, because Fenway's, like, yeah, it's like a good hitting ballpark versus uh versus the NL. But I mean, you know, in the in the his style, it you know, it translates to either league. It's not like it's gonna be a he'll have a good season. He's still yeah. making the all star team, but For like sure. it's not like he's gonna have his MVP or um but yeah. We kind of missed the all star game, but we should talk about that. So. so it's been a couple of weeks since we less had a pod and it was right before the all star break the last time we met. So let's talk about the uh, Celebrity All-Star Game for a little bit. Well, I don't want to Quavo... talk about the celebrity. No, I'm kidding, oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I kidding. thought you said that on accident. No. I was like, well, I don't want to talk about the Celebrity Game. <laughs> no, but... I was going to I was gonna go on a 15-minute rant about how Quavo should actually get signed to a team. Hey, he could probably play for the Cavs right now. I'm not going to lie. He's got a wet, got a wet jumper. No, but uh, the All-Star Game, okay, so we talked about it right before the break. And we both were kind of out out on the format, going, what the heck is this? We were wrong. Turns out it was awesome. I mean, the first three quarters were, you know, normal all-star stuff. But the fact that whoever won each quarter got $100,000 to a charity, you know, like Giannis turned it on for a bit because he wanted to win some money for his charity. So that was, like, cool to see. And then, of course, the fourth quarter was just awesome. Like, it was exactly what you would – dream of if you said there's an all-star game with all these great players in it like just lebron 
with Kyrie and Chris Paul going at Giannis and, you know, Middleton. And obviously, yeah. like, the teams were – we thought they were going to be unfair, but, I mean, Giannis's team had every chance to win the game. But it was awesome. It was awesome. It was full effort, fourth quarter. I loved watching it. I was on the edge of my seat, honestly. Like, me and my stepdad, Riley, we were going crazy, being like, that's a, that's a goal 10, that's a goal 10, you know, just yeah. going nuts. It was super fun. I wish, uh, honestly, in those final minutes, I wish that, um, you know, Butler had played a little bit more. Over... And Tatum. Oh, well, I mean, Tatum was on LeBron's team. I didn't have as big an issue with um, Team LeBron, the five they had out there. They had... Harden, LeBron, Davis, Kawhi, and then they had Chris Paul. What uh, if What if the All-Star game was after this week and Tatum had just had his 41-point game against the Lakers? Do you think that all changes, like, who he the, puts the out substitutions there? in the last quarter? No. Eh, yeah. Because it's not his time. That's true. This is his first first All-Star. But, I mean, that's a good that's a good thought. It's a it kind of I didn't a, mean to kind put of a, you down. Kind of, a, kind of a what if, you know. Yeah. In case um, LeBron's like, no, I just watched this guy go off on me. I want him in here with me. If That'd any, be cool. if anybody, he Luca should have been out there instead of yeah, instead of Chris Paul. But he didn't I, get that much playing time. But it was kind of it, it made sense. I think also he was on a minutes restriction. There are certain yeah. players that were on minutes restrictions. Which Kemba was supposed um, to be on a minutes restriction. Ended up playing thirty two, and now he's been out for the last week. <laughs> I th- honestly like. Conspiracy theory, like Nick Nurse, <laughs> like overusing him. He did so play. That, he did play Siakam and Lowry a bunch. Yeah, so. Lowry played some hard minutes yeah, there at the end he, with the so, charges and stuff. I think Nick Nurse was legitimately trying to win. I just it was uh, yeah. it was just surprising that they didn't have Butler out there. I thought Butler could have given them some yeah some offense there at the end. I didn't. I mean, yeah, he put Siakam out there. They were trying to go post up the James Harden or whoever. I mean, their strategy was supposedly whoever James Harden's guarding, we're gonna <laughs> go after. But I mean, I don't know. It's it not really that kind work. of game. It didn't yeah, really work. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of silly. Giannis didn't really have the ball at the end, which I didn't like. It was a lot of yeah. bad shots by Siak, like Siakam doing weird traveling stuff, and then. <laughs> And then, you know, Kemba missing a bunch of threes, and Embiid had a couple nice moves, but then also at times would just look, you know. It, it, he had a at, good game. In the fourth quarter, it looked like basketball from, like, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. where it's just like, dude, somebody score. Somebody <laughs> shoot a three and make Please. it. Please. This is ugly. Like, that LeBron, like, logo three, I was like, okay, now it's just a pickup game where – it, a two wins it or people are a getting three tired. wins it. Yeah. People are just jacking up shots. It should not have ended on a free throw. That'll be a rule change next year where if it's game point and you get fouled, you just you get the ball up top or whatever. Oh, you have to inbound it. Because yeah. you can't win on a it's on dumb. a on a free throw. I think that's kind of When he missed the first one though, I was like, Oh man. Like there's that's actually a, like some pressure on this. It ended yeah. up being like three hundred. That there is three hundred thousand dollars on that shot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like that's it's a lot of money to people that aren't on that court. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, obviously, Kemba kind of injuring himself, but not too badly. I think they're just keeping him out for rest right now. But it it was, yeah, it was, it was a fun, awesome. It was a fun game. My I'm, favorite All Star game ever, definitely for sure. Any one that I've seen. 
it reminded me of like the older ones except even in the older ones the fourth quarter was like usually just the last three or four minutes they would play some defense and that one obviously because of the way it was set up it's like at full go the whole time which was really cool yeah yeah i liked it good idea still the the math from the first three quarters could be uh could be figured out a little bit better but that's all right i like i would have liked it if they would have just continued the score through the first three quarters and then just gave the money to whoever was won that quarter that charity but you, you didn't know. like see not being able to see the total score the whole time yeah like because you had to add them up basically. yeah i kind of i thought that was kind of weird i wish they would have just been like that's who won quarter one. That's who right. won quarter two. That's who won quarter three. And then this is the actual score of it because it was kind of weird. But overall, a, a definite W for the NBA. Yeah. I thought it was a good. And then Aaron Gordon got robbed pretty much. That's that was... all. That's all I have to say. Dwayne Wade. Bad. Dwayne Wade coming through with the fucking the nine. inside job. Yeah, the inside job screwing over the magic for the Heat. Like that was <laughs> that was kind of whack. But I mean, it is what it is. Aaron Gordon. Probably one of the best dunkers I've seen in my life. It sucks that he got robbed because he said he's never going to do it again. And now oh, well. we'll see. I I, I still... don't think he was going to do it even if he won. Yeah. So it a prob- lot of guys don't like to do it too much because then you get pigeonholed as like, like most of these guys don't want to be just just the Nate Robinson. Guy. Like yeah. they want to be like, oh, I I won that once when I was younger and I'm a stud like Kobe Bryant or Jordan or yeah. whatever like. It's kind of like, all right, I got it. Now I'm going to move yeah. on with the rest of my career. Yeah. Like he to... said, he wants to do three-point now, which is, like, f- funny. but Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know how good of a three-point So does Canner. Yeah, exactly. Speaking Kanner. of that, we need to get to this Celtics game. So. Yeah, okay, so there's always a few games during the season that feel like the playoffs, this Lakers-Celtics game, certainly turned into that as we moved into like the second half of the game the oh, lakers yeah. started it started getting really physical which obviously favors the lakers just a bigger team but i thought the celtics held their own and without kemba first of all if kemba's in that game he definitely makes a two point difference it's getting more of brad wanamaker's minutes who didn't really do anything gave us nothing i mean i can't complain he's been great all year so it's like it's hard to complain if he had a bad game on the road against lebron and yeah, the lakers it's it happens. like it happens but um yeah the, not having kemba that that was a glaring position uh, on the court where it was like damn and then the foul trouble or who did somebody get hurt why would why did we have williams in at the end of the game Grant Williams. Yeah, why did we have him in at the end? Well, because Marcus was yeah he was fake, dealing with some... fake injury, jack of a three, fake injury, jack of a three. Yeah, which was the weirdest. That was a weird sequence. Was Tice in foul trouble? Tice fouled out towards the end yeah, too. That yeah, was, it, it, so we got really thin at the end, and we couldn't you know really stop them. Tate, and then they were double teaming Tatum. Tatum was really good about getting the ball and then looking away from the double team or moving mm. away from the double team and then still being able to get a shot off. He's everything that we wanted him to be. And I mean, we already kind of talked about this last time because he kind of started to take the jump before the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. But then after the All-Star game, he's kind of taken another like, wow, you're really... And you know, if he can keep that up, like this might just be like not a hot streak. It might just be like who he is as a player, which would be something that we would really need in the playoffs against Toronto and against um, 
Milwaukee and the Lakers if we see them in the finals. He's taken that leap this year to where we all wanted him to be. He is now where I think right on pace where he should be for a guy that's going to be a superstar in this league. Um, you saw how you, it's just every game you realize how glaring it was that Kyrie was just a detriment to this guy's career. Like, I am, could never be more glad that there's a player not on our team anymore. But, I mean, he's going through one of those streaks where it's like, oh, here you are. You're, you're a superstar in this league. And everybody has one. Paul Pierce had one back in the day when he just went on a streak of, like, a month where it was just, you know, 35, 30, 33. You know, you're just going on a tear. His last 10 games, going back before the All-Star break and stuff like that, was Philly 25 points in only 29 minutes. Atlanta 28 versus Orlando 33, Atlanta 32, OKC 26, Houston 15, tough game there, but against the Clippers had 39, Minnesota 28, Lakers 41. So it's like, here you are. I think if he continues this for the rest of the year, he's really, you know, the wild card in the East where it's like, if he's going to play like this and consistently give us like 30-something points every other night, then you have to consider where we end up in the East and thinking that we're going to have the player, we're going to have the best player in every series besides the Bucks getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. But even with the Bucks, I think if, man, if Tatum's given us 35 on a high percentage, we got a pretty good shot winning that series. So I saw this stat that was like, it came out after the Laker game. He's. Um, just the fifth player in NBA history to have four thousand points, one thousand rebounds, five thousand or five hundred assists, and one hundred fifty blocks before turning twenty two, and the others are LeBron, KD, Kobe, and Tracy McGrady. So that's like you know, that's elite company of him like as like a potential like whoa like you're putting up numbers that like, yeah. That you would essentially be the best player like in the league in ten years, you know? What I mean? Like that's you're every once in a while you get those stats where it's like, oh, we forget how good this guy is. Like, like all around, I mean, four thousand, one thousand five hundred, and one hundred fifty, and then all he's not even twenty two yet. I mean, that's crazy. It's easy to look at those stats and be like, okay, great, but when you're because there's multiple stats like that where it's like your averages, your your splits, stuff like that, and you start looking at your overall stats and you're getting put in these categories like this is what LeBron, Kobe, all these guys were doing at this age. And it's like, yeah, if he, if he progresses and has a great coach around him, which he does, and good teammates, it, he's going to be a superstar, and I love it. He's fun to watch. His offensive game is getting just crazy smooth. So his... The, the biggest thing was his t- him taking it to the basket and finishing or getting fouled. That when he started having a lot of confidence, you know, a couple months ago and taking it to the hole and finishing with, you know, a high percentage, that's when it, you know, those point totals started going up about 10 points a game. And that's when he was really started to be just a problem for teams. Because then you're really worried about him going to the hole because he can finish with efficiency and he's a three point threat. His three-point shooting could be a little bit better, but honestly, it's been really good His lately. His step-back game's been really good lately. He's, it, It's crazy how much he reminds me of Kobe, 
like his his mid range game and his, some of his post moves. Yeah, I I love it. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA right now. Yeah, he works really well with uh, Tatum and Hayward on the floor, or with Brown and Hayward on the floor, and they look like they're just having a lot of fun. And um, that was a tough game against the Lakers, but I mean, every night this game, this team's like in. They're not getting blown out. I mean, they no. they they're in every game. They're playing close games, or they're blowing teams out. Um, so we'll see what happens down the stretch. They look like. They're going to be a tough out along with uh, Toronto and mm-hmm. Milwaukee. One thing about that Lakers game is if we have Kemba in there, you either double-team Tatum because he's killing you, and then Kemba just goes to work, and that's where we find our offense from. Or you realize you just can't double Tatum. I was going to say, I don't even know if they do because yeah. then we have the people out there that like... Well, it's pick your, will, yeah, pick, pick your poison right. because Hayward was off. That's what hurt us. Is mm-hmm. Hayward didn't have that good of a game. Um so that's kind of where it hurt us because his options were either Hayward or Wanamaker if he couldn't get the ball to Brown, and that's that's tough. You don't; Those are two options you don't really want if Hayward's not on. So, I mean, if you have Kemba out there, Kemba's going to work with, you know, a mismatch or something like that, and then he probably ends up having a 30-point game as well, and we win by 10. That was also really poorly officiated not to, like, Oh, be, that like, was, yeah, it was but, awful. Yeah, it was really it was bad. fucking terrible. Missed a couple goaltending things, and then... <sighs> The, the foul on Brown at the end. It was an offensive foul, but that's still a weird. Or how about place. the one where they called him the, out of bounds and he wasn't even out of bounds? Yeah, that. and the technical on Brad Stevens it, with like point six left or whatever. Or Ugh. was it? I don't know. It was well, within the can, last few seconds, and they you can't get a call it tech there. And, you can't yeah. call it tech there. That was bullshit. But I don't know. It was a great game. I was glad I watched it. Um, I want to go watch the Blazers Celtics. Blazers Celtics right now. Yeah. That'll be a good game. Uh, hoping, hoping the Blazers or Pelicans can slide into that eight spot because for real, I if, don't want to see because if because Memf- Memphis makes the playoffs, we don't get our pick. And that series between them and the Lakers would be awful. Versus like Pelicans, that'd be really interesting. Pelicans and, is, I mean, Blazers would be really interesting too because I think that Lillard would like be able to like yeah. keep them in some games. Yeah. You know? I mean, they yeah. did go to the conference finals. Pelicans last year. pretty much the same team. Yeah, I think Pelicans. Everybody wants to see Pelicans in there, just to watch Zion go up against AD and Braun. That'd be so fun, and it would be kind of like you know, we're probably gonna see them in the playoffs again against each other. Because I mean, the way Zion's playing, like they're not gonna be an eight seed next year. They're gonna be a five seed or better. I honestly think that because Zion is unreal. Raptors lost. I love. So that's good. I love watching Zion. Yeah, He's, right right now the Celtics are up 10. Good, good. Yeah. But, yeah, Zion's going to be so fun to watch down the stretch. Zion's playing the Lakers right now. Yeah, so we're going to have to decide who we want to watch. But, anyway, we'll call her later. Anyway, crazy weekend in college basketball as well. San Diego State losing their first loss of the year. Old Coog Malachi Flynn has been having a great year for them. They'll probably just because they haven't played anybody, they'll probably get knocked out of the, knocked out of the once or they won't be a one seed going into the tournament. They're probably looking at a two or three seed now. I think they get punished uh, a lot for a loss. Gonzaga lost to BYU. That's a good one for the Mormons. A tough one for the Zags, but I think BYU is actually a good team. The first time they've been good since uh, Jimmer, good old Jimmer days. So. That was kind of another crazy one. And then, of course, number one, Baylor losing to Kansas. 
that one's not too crazy of an upset, but of course, anytime the number one team in the country loses, it's uh, it's noteworthy. But yeah, it was a crazy weekend in college basketball. I I I don't even know who the front runner is to win the national championship this year. I think I think it's gonna be one of those. There's a ten seed in the final four. There's a seven seed in the final four. And then it also, it could be a Duke year. It could be a Duke year. And I like Florida State. Florida State had a really impressive win over, what was it, Virginia? Virginia? I can't remember. But, or no, it was in the, uh, they beat somebody. But it was it was an impressive win. It was a top 10 matchup. Or Louisville. Louisville was against Louisville. It was like number 8 or 11. So, yeah, there's some good college games going on. March Madness is right around the corner. Hopefully the Go Cougs. Hopefully the Cougs can get at least one more conference win and then have a really good Pac-12 tournament. Maybe get a couple of wins there. That'd be cool. Somehow sneak their way into like the NIT at a low seed. It's probably too Not late for happen. that one. But, <laughs> but we are at least invited to the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational. So we're probably going to be playing like, I don't know, Eastern Washington and... <laughs> use SPSCC go clips <laughs> so we'll see but yeah hopefully uh hopefully they can finish out the season rolling but all right 40 minutes that's enough of how long you need to hear me and Todd's voice for today so stay safe go Cougs go Celtics stay classy San Diego <laughs>